What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It is Abstract Square Podcast. It is your boy, Chad. And there's nobody else. <laughs> there's no Brian. There's no Thomas. It is just me. I want to make sure um, we delivered an episode for y'all. Uh, Thomas and Brian are super busy. Um, Brian is off doing his photography thing. Thomas is off trying to be a dad, like literally trying to be a dad. Um, but what up to them? We're going to keep this thing rolling. Um, I wanted to I wanted to have this conversation today, especially um, with the recent passing of Danny Aiello, um, who was starred in Do the Right Thing, which happens to be one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, also, much respect and rest in peace to uh, Bill Nunn, who was better known as Radio Rahim, the infamous Radio Rahim and Do the Right Thing. Um, I felt that this was like the perfect time for me to get into um, Do the Right Thing, as I feel like it's closely related to some of the experiences that I've been having um, over the last couple of years. It was just like very ironic that... Um, you know, as I start to, you know, think about do the right thing and Danny Aiello's passing, Bill Nunn's passing and um, some of the things that I've ex- I've experienced throughout my career. And as I talk to some of my friends, and they're also experiencing the very same things. It's just crazy how for a movie that was released um, July 21st, 1989, directed by Spike Lee, that um some of these, some of the things that just have not changed. It's so weird. Um, this movie was iconic for me in so many different ways. Um, I'm a huge fan of the way Spike directs his films, um, the topics that he covers. And I would say in a short period of time, um, and the cinematography behind all of his movies. So like, I'm a huge Spike fan. Um, I actually had the opportunity to meet Spike in person a couple years back at BAM in Brooklyn, better known as Brooklyn Art and Music Museum or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I told him, I was like, look, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Do the Right Thing is one of my favorites. But, you know, uh, he appreciate that. So that was like a moment in time for me. I appreciate it. Thanks to uh, my wife, Danny, for actually setting that up. That was official. Um, but I want to get things started because throughout my career, you know, I've been really huge on uh, diversity and inclusion, right? I think if you've listened to previous episodes, you've been able to hear my passion behind like diversity and inclusion. I'm all for making sure that we increase um, the opportunities for people of color in the workplace. Um, but if not, um, we, we start to create, build our own, right, where we can do that. So I've been talking about diversity and inclusion in the workplace. I've been talking about entrepreneurship. And it's almost this weird balance between you know, if we're going to have a job, right, like, let's get into places that are going to be not just diverse, but also inclusive. But if we're going to be entrepreneurs, let's go build our own so we can create our own uh, uh, standards for diversity and inclusion. You know, like, those are the those are some of the things that I think about. And it's always like this battle for me is like, am I telling people to go work for someone and, and fight for this whole DNI? Or am I saying, uh, build your own and create your own DNI. Like there's that, there's that, there's that constant struggle for me. So, um, there's, I want to, I want to get into a scene from do the right thing that I thought was really interesting that, um, as we talk about DNI, you know, there's a, there's a moment where 
uh, bugging out and do the right thing is sitting at Sal's Pizzeria. Um, and Sal is Danny Aiello for those who have not watched it. And if you have not watched Do the Right Thing, shame on you. But uh, Sal, who owns Sal's Pizzeria in Brooklyn, um, he's an Italian um, pizza owner. His pizza shop is set up um, in a black neighborhood in Brooklyn. And there's a scene here where Bugging Out, um, you know, has a moment in time where he looks on the wall and uh, notices there are no black people. So I'm going to play that and uh, let me know um, how you feel about this scene. Come here, your brothers up on the wall. Man, ask Sal, right? Hey, hey, Sal, how come you got no brothers up on the wall here? You want brothers on the wall? Get your own place. You can do what you want to do. You can put your brothers and uncles and nieces and nephews, your stepfather, stepmother, whoever you want. See? But this is my pizzeria. American Italians on the wall only. Take it easy, huh? And you, hey, don't stop me today. What? Yeah, that might be fine, Sal, but uh, you, you own this. Rarely do I see any American Italians eating in here. All I see is black folks. So since we spend much money here, we do have some set. You looking for trouble? Are you a troublemaker? Is that what you are? You making trouble? Yeah, I'm a troublemaker. I'm making trouble. You're a real ball breaker. Who's coming in here looking for trouble, huh? Suppose I busted your head. How would you... Uh, Mookie, Mookie, you want to get your friend out of here? Well, are you going to kick me out now? Are you, you going to kick me out, huh? No, I'm not kicking you out. You're kicking yourself out. What? Look, we got some brothers up on the wall, you Let's know? Go. Malcolm X, Nelson Mandela, you know, you're Michael Jordan. Tomorrow. Come on, Mookie, get him out, all right? I'm trying to get him out. I paid for this. I know you paid for it. Let's go. Yeah, all right, all right. So you're kicking me out. Beat me in the head, you going to kick me out, right? Come on, let's yeah, go. okay, bet. Yeah, all right. Let's yeah, go. look, I paid for my. Look. Interesting, right? Like in that scene, um, bugging out, um, he looks at the wall and realizes there's no Jordan um, on the wall. And um, um, Mookie, who works at Sal's, who's um, black, for those who haven't seen it, he is what you would call like your token in the workplace. And I find that really interesting that Sal, the pizzeria owner, um, asked that Mookie walk um, bugging out, who's his friend, um, out of his place of business. And um, throughout my experiences, I've seen that sort of scenario play out where um, the token black person in the in the workplaces, um, in some shape or form, asking their their fellow coworker who may not be, um, um, uh, I would say, uh, allowed in allowed in certain situations to be walked out. Um, it's not as direct as um, the scene here, but I, I've seen that play out so many times, and it's like the only way we can increase um, the opportunities for people of color is we 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 have to get more black people on the wall. You know, if you go to the About Us page of um, of companies, you don't see any black people on the wall. You know, and the one that we do see in most in most cases, they're they're being asked to, to walk the bugging outs um, out of the place of business and being and being asked to explain um, why they're being walked out. Um, as I mentioned, I don't think it's as direct, uh, but I do see it happen in some cases. And I've heard from friends that 
they've experienced it as well. You know, so I thought that scene was really huge for me and I connected to it on, on a different level. Um, the other interesting piece for me during that scene was um, how Sal was talking um, to, uh, to bugging out, right? And um, he had his bat in his hand. Um, he was uh, he was immediately on the defense when Buggin' Now started to ask why there are no black people on the wall. Um, and uh, what you see in, in most in most cases in corporate America is there's no bat. Nope, there's no bat at all. Um, but there is this defense. Uh, and a lot of times they, they hide that, that defense through words, um, excuses, explanations, um, qualifications, um, biases, um, and microaggressions. Um, and so that scene was was pivotal for me. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Um, there's another scene that I truly adore uh, because it's um, it's often um, still displayed in today's time in 2019, um, where uh, we have these these aggressions that we may, we, na- we may not be verbally um, expressing, but they're going through our heads as human beings. Um, and I think uh, there's there's this scene that that Mookie, um, he's standing in the middle of the street um, and uh, there are other uh, castmates that are will also join in this scene. Um, this is also pretty pivotal throughout Spike Lee's other movies that you'll notice if you're a huge Spike Lee fan. So uh, I'm going to play it. Pizza slinger, spaghetti venom, Vic Damone, Perry Como, Luciano Pavarotti, solo meal, non singer, motherfucker. You gold teeth, gold chain wearing, fried chicken and biscuit eating, monkey ate, baboon, big thigh, fast running, high jumping, spear chucking, 360 degree basketball dunking, titsoon, spade, mulling yarn. Take your fucking pizza, pizza, and go the fuck back to Africa. You little slanty-eyed, mean old speaky American, own every fruit and vegetable stand in New York, bullshit Reverend Sun Young Moon, some Olympic 88 Korean kickboxing sabadam bitch. You Goya bean eating 15 in a car, 30 in an apartment, pointy shoes, red wearing, menudo, meet a meet a Puerto Rican cocksucker. Yeah, you! It's cheap. I got good price for you. Now catch it. How I'm doing? Chocolate, egg cream drinking, bagel and deluxe, banana for this Jew asshole. Yo! Hold up! Time out! Time out! Y'all take a chill. You need to cool that shit out. And that's the double truth. That was Samuel L. Jackson. He's also in the movie. Um, for, for those that don't know, Spike Lee gave Samuel L. Jackson his first start. So that is fucking awesome. Um, but that is a scene that is huge um, because it shows just some of the, the racial aggression that, that, uh, that was displayed back, back in that time. And it, it hasn't changed much. You know, I think we just approach it differently. I think especially with um, the, the political climate of today, especially with um, who's in office, I think we're starting to see a lot more of this um, play out through social media. Um, we're, we're, we're like behind a computer and we're, we're, we're doing the same thing as we saw in that scene. Um, and so I thought that was a huge piece in time. Uh, now there's another scene um, that I thought was pretty awesome. Um, it's with John Turturro, Pino. Uh, his name is Pino in it. And uh, they're in the pizza shop. It's, it's him and Mookie. Um, and I thought this was another scene that uh, was pretty pivotal that I want to play for y'all. Check it out. 
Tina, who's your favorite basketball player? Magic Johnson. Who's your favorite movie star? Eddie Murphy. Who's your favorite rock star? Prince. You're a Prince Morris. Bruce. Prince. Bruce. Pino, all you ever talk about is nigga this and nigga that. And all your favorite people are so-called niggas. It's different. Magic, Eddie, Prince are not niggas. I mean, they're not black. I mean, let me explain myself. They're, they're not really black. I'm, I mean, they're black, but they're not really black. They're, they're more than black. It's, it's, it's different. It's different? Yeah, to me, it's, it's different. You know, deep down inside, I think you wish you were black. Get the fuck out of here. Laugh if you want to. You know, your hair is kinkier than mine. What does that mean? And you know what they say about dark Italians? You know, I've been listening and reading. You've been reading now? I read. I've been reading about your leaders, Reverend Al, Mr. Do, Sharp Tone, Jesse. Keep hope alive. That's fucked up. Keep hope alive. Hey, that's fucked. Don't talk about Jesse. And uh, even uh, the other guy, what's his name? Uh, Farrakhan. Uh, Minister Farrakhan. All right, sorry. Minister Farrakhan. Anyway, Minister Farrakhan always talks about the so-called day when, when the black man will rise. We will one day, what does he say? We will one day rule the earth as we did in, in our glorious past? Yeah, that's right. What past are you talking about? I mean, what, what did I miss? We started civilization. Man, keep dreaming, man. Then you woke up. Pino, fuck you, fuck your fucking pizza, and fuck Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Well, fuck you too, and fuck Michael Jackson. You dig a while. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We do not fuck Michael Jackson, all right? Um, that's where it stops. But no, that is, that is an interesting um, scene between Pino and Mookie um, because um, you, can, you can tell that Pino, as he said, he's done some reading. Right. Um, he's he's definitely staying in tune to our culture. That is that is sort of like how I interpreted that 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 moment in time was um, he's well aware of um, our intentions. Um, they are, you know, like Pino was clear in saying he 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 knew, he knew about Louis Farrakhan. Um, but also the really interesting piece is how they how he separated um, the entertainers from being black. You know, and look at today's time, right? Like that still happens. There are people in today's society who will um, blatantly say um, the the word nigger, um, but their favorite basketball player will be uh, LeBron James, and they'll love um, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they love Tiger Woods, um, and they will um, immediately use the word nigger um, uh, with, without any hesitation. Um, it's because for some um, psychological reason, we're able to separate um, entertainers from being African-Americans until um, they do something that is inappropriate and then they're categorized back into um, being black, um, i.e. Colin Kaepernick. So it is really interesting that um, they're able to make that uh, <laughs> that differentiation. And I think for us as people of color, we have to recognize that and realize that we have a stage um, and, and and use it differently than how we are today as just purely entertainers. And I think that's one of the great things that I like about LeBron James is, you know, he, he says he, he does more than um, bounce a basketball. Um, and um, there are, there've been um, other athletes that have taken the stage to do more than show them as just athletes and entertaining that can, 
uh, score and make you um, excited um, for a specific team that they don't own. Um, I think that's a huge piece. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is like, there are reoccurring themes throughout this movie that I find super interesting, um, for it to be, uh, almost 30, no, 30 years old. Like, think about it. 30 fucking years old. Um, so I want to go, I want to move on to this next scene. Uh, this next scene is with Mookie and Radio Raheem. Um, they run into each other in the street. Um, and, uh, they have a scene where, um, radio breaks down love and hate. Check it out. Newest, latest. Let me tell you the story of right hand, left hand. It's a tale of good and evil. Hate. It was with this hand that Cain iced his brother. Love. These five fingers, they go straight to the soul of man. The writing, the hand of love. The story of life is this. Static. One hand is always fighting the other hand. And the left hand is kicking much ass. I mean, it looks like the right hand love is finished. But hold on, stop the presses. The right hand's coming back. Yeah, he got the left hand on the ropes now. That's right. Yeah, ooh, it's a devastating right and hate is hurt. Down, ooh, ooh, left hand hate KO'd by love. If I love you, I love you. But if I hate you, there it is, love and hate. I love you, bro. Wait, Raheem, check the leg. Peace. huge scene right um on the surface right you just look at uh two two black men um in the middle of the street on radio raheem wearing um gold finger rings on the left uh represents hate on the right he's got four um finger rings or he's got one he's got a four finger ring uh representing love on the right hand and um there's a scene where he holds love very high in the air uh, with his uh, fist clenched, um, and he's talking to another black man. And that's, I don't know, maybe I looked way too deep into that scene, um, but for me that was um, another pivotal scene between two black men, right? It was um, a representation of us being in the middle of the street, um, supporting one another, um, giving um, one another the opportunity to speak, right? Mookie sat there and he allowed Mook, um, Radio Rahim to go through the fighting motions between love and hate and he listened to him um, and supported him and uh, was excited to see um, that Radio had the gold on his hands. You know, like, that is something that we need to do more of is to listen to each other, to support one another, to be happy um, for one another. Not even just as black men, I think, for sure that black men need to do a lot more of that. But for us as people of color, black people, um, we need to do that. Um, and I, I think in the workplace, I don't know if that necessarily happens a lot. Um, I, once again, I, I hear these experiences where, yeah, you, you, you know, you could definitely have, you know, uh, black people in the workplace that um, look like you, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are you. 
Um, and I think that's where the inclusion, the inclusion piece comes in. Um, but I want to get into this last scene. This is probably the scene that um, leads up to one of the most heartbreaking uh, clips uh, in the movie. Um, it is between um, Sal, uh, Radio Rahim, and Bugging Out. Uh, they're in the pizza shop, and uh, this is where things go all the way left. Check it out. I just killed your fucking radio. Silence when he fucked up Radio Raheem's B-Box? Oh my gosh. That shit was crazy. And the part, and I don't know, it's like a twisted comedy. It's it's it was he was like, oh, we niggas now? Oh my gosh. It's 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 so funny because like going back to like uh like Colin Kaepernick, it was like when he's throwing touchdowns, <laughs> everyone's screaming, yelling for him. But when he nailed it, it's like, oh, we niggas now. There's so many moments in time where it's like, oh shit, we niggas now. <laughs> it's just so funny that um there's that that piece where it's like a like a realization that you've been especially in that scene um, where we've been 
um, shopping and buying at this Italian pizza spot in the um, the black neighborhood of, in Brooklyn. And we've been giving Sal m- our money uh, for for years. And, oh, we niggas now? Um, I think there's this realization that um, uh, that at that moment in time, we start to realize as we become more educated that there are no black people on the wall. Um, the places that we've been shopping in aren't really supporting us because, um, oh, we niggas now. And I think we've seen that time and time again, like H&M, Pepsi. It's like, oh, we niggas now? Um, they, you know, our music, uh, uh, they, they like our music. They like to implement our music when um, it's convenient for them. But uh, when they're not ready to hear our shit, they want us to, they want us to turn it the fuck down. Um, and so there's just so many moments throughout the, throughout do the right thing that are so pivotal for me. That's like, fuck, nothing has really changed. And it's like, what do we do, um, as a community in order to, to create change? You know, it's like 30 years later, the things that Spike Lee put in this movie are still happening today. Um, and I think from, for, for a lot of us, it's, it's, it's very frustrating, um, and it's like, we all see the problem. We all know the solution, but just don't know how to tackle it. And I think we don't know how to tackle it because, um, we're not doing it collectively. Um, so, uh, my recommendation for, uh, for every, every listener is just take a moment and just go watch, do the right thing and, and, and look through, look at it through a different lens than just like another Spike Lee movie, you know, like, there's so many sub subplots throughout this movie that um that that still hit home today. Um, so I wanted to just um say rest in peace to um to to Danny Aiello and, and Bill Nunn, and um also say thank you to all the the other um castmates and do the right thing. One of my favorite movies. Um, and if you've got additional time, check out some of Spike Lee's other movies. I think they're fucking awesome and have very similar um, um, uh, topics that explore race, um, not just with um, between blacks and whites, but um, blacks as black uh, our own blacks, you know, ourselves and other people of color. So um, I just wanted to say thank you all for listening. It is Abstract Square Podcast. Um, it's your boy, Chad Solo Fidolo. Um, Shout out to Thomas and Brian. We'll catch you on the next episode. But until then, I want y'all to fight the power. <laughs> Holla.
to realize the prize arrives. We, we got, got the pump, the stuff, the major top. 